0: Hello, friends, and welcome back to Ordinary People and Extraordinary Lives. My name is Lance Bain, and it's great to have you back with me again on another episode of Ordinary People, Extraordinary Lives. This is episode number 123, and I'm really glad that you are with me today. I took a couple of weeks off for vacation time, but I'm happy and excited to be back with you again today. Hey, don't forget to check out lancebane.com where you can get a copy of the handwritten show notes of today's podcast and the material. It's also a place where you can find many other resources and you and I can communicate together. So we'd love to hear from you. Check out lancebane.com. L-A-N-C-E-B-A-N-E.com. Hey, today we're going to be talking about wise and compassionate leadership. And I've really been thinking about the subject of compassion lately. I've been thinking about the subject of wisdom. And I also want to, in today's podcast, I'll put in the handwritten show notes a link to a Harvard Business Review article that actually talks, it creates a matrix, if you will, on the necessary balance between compassion and wisdom. And I also want to talk to you about what is the role of assertiveness when you're talking about being a wise and compassionate leader. So that is our subject for today. So let's jump right into this material. So compassion is so important for us as leaders. Oftentimes as a leader, we can get so focused on the project that we lose sight of people. We lose sight and we often forget or just it gets out of our view that people outside of however they're a part of our organization or they're volunteering, they're on your team or they're employed by you or something like that, some form of connection, we often forget that people have lives outside of whatever it is that brought us together. And in those spaces outside of work and within work, outside of volunteering with and within volunteering, leaders and volunteers and those that we have influence with, they feel things. They have moments in life that are really tough and really difficult. They have moments in life that are awesome and are amazing and worth extravagant celebration. Compassionate leaders are able to recognize and able to stay focused on people or people that have emotions, they have dreams, they have desires, they have lives outside of whatever it is that brought us together. Leaders who don't move with compassion can easily forget that they're actually leading people, and they just start to see people as resources to accomplish a certain goal, a certain mission, a certain vision. Therefore, people feel like they are indentured servants. They are just pawns on our mission, vision, purpose chessboard that we move around for whatever we want. Friends, I want to talk to you about and share with you some insight on the subject of wisdom and compassion and why I believe it's really important for us to embody these realities as leaders. Now, compassion is an inside job. Compassion is about what's happening inside of you and your ability to feel with others, to be moved deeply within your soul, within that place of your emotions, your thoughts, your feelings, that you experience what others are experiencing to a greater degree than just what is natural to you. I remember years ago I was seeing a therapist, and I battled then, and I still battle now, but not as as strong, the inner voice of criticism, and always measuring myself coming up short. And I saw this therapist this one particular week, and he had asked me how I was doing that week and how I was feeling, and I just you know, sort of jumped into this rant of really hating myself and not liking myself, and I'm criticizing myself and frustrated at myself. And I'll never forget what he said. He said, Lance, until you can have compassion for yourself, you'll never heal, you'll never grow, you'll never develop. You have to feel it if you want to heal it. And I would say to us as leaders, in order to lead effectively, you have to feel what other people on your team feel. You have to be willing to go there. You have to be willing to listen. You have to be willing to be present in uncomfortable emotions. You have to be willing to experience what others are feeling. Again, you don't have to feel it to the same intensity that they are feeling it, but you have to feel it more than just blowing past it. Compassion is an inside job, and it's really about compassion for others. is first starts with being compassionate towards yourself. I would encourage you this week, leader, at any moment, if that internal voice of criticism starts to surface, just pause and stop and just say to yourself, I'm not going to criticize myself right now. I'm going to reframe criticism as actually a cry for help. And I'm going to be compassionate towards myself, and that's how I can help. We see compassion ultimately leads to action. It's not just feeling what other people feel, but it's a feeling that leads to action. It's a it's a feeling, it's a it's an emotion, it's a it's a relational reality that leads you to a to an action point, to a call for action, to a call to others to respond. Compassion isn't just sitting in emotions and marinating. It's feeling something and saying, if I'm feeling this, then there's got, we've got to respond and we've got to do something. Compassion, I believe, is necessary for a leader. So let's talk about wisdom. So we just touched the iceberg, if you will, on compassion. Let's just touch the tip of the iceberg on wisdom. Wisdom is having a unique knowledge or insight into a situation or a circumstance. Oftentimes, wisdom comes from our own life experiences. We've learned something through trial and error. We've tasted the bitter herb of failure and disappointment and coming up short. And we learned something through that. That's the beauty of failure is that it's one of the great teachers. And if we can harness that kind of growing and developing attitude, even in the place of not meeting the mark that you want to meet, you can still grow, you can still develop, you can still learn. And that is incredibly successful and valuable. And so oftentimes the wisdom that we have garnered is because of our own life experiences. We have scars to show for our wisdom. We have difficult stories to share about how we gained wisdom. And wisdom is not just something we learn from life experience, but wisdom is also something we can learn from others. We can, let me say it this way, you can inherit wisdom. You know what an inheritance is? It's, it's, it's getting something that you didn't earn. It's getting something that you didn't work for. It's, it's a free gift. I remember when my mom passed away, there was a very small inheritance, but that inheritance allowed us to do some things that otherwise it would have taken me years to save money to do. The inheritance accelerated my ability to accomplish something. The inheritance accelerated my ability to see something, to do something, to become someone. That's the beauty of wisdom. You can inherit wisdom from others, and what might take you weeks, months, hours, or even years to learn, someone can share a story with you, and in a moment, you've inherited wisdom. This requires a level of humility, seeking others, questioning others, observing others, applying what they say. You can also, you and I can gain wisdom from resources. When I talk about learning wisdom from others, I'm talking about a relationship. You're sitting down and you're having a meal together. You're having a coffee together. You're spending time together in some form or fashion. Maybe you're fishing together. Maybe you go for walks together Maybe you're part of a sewing group together, but in some way it's a person-to-person relationship and you inherit wisdom from them. You can also learn wisdom, though, as I said, from resources such as books, podcasts, articles, Other resources that are available where people have taken their experiences and what they've learned and they've condensed it into the best of what they've learned and they've put it in the form of something that you can listen to or something that you can read. Don't despise the wisdom that's found in print or that's found through listening on your devices. As a person of faith, I also believe that wisdom can come from God. James, who was Jesus's half-brother, writes a, a letter in the New Testament. I believe it's six chapters long. Although James didn't write in chapters, that's what we've broken it up into as six chapters. And, and within that letter, James says, If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives generously. Yeah. Sometimes we lack wisdom and there's not a life experience to pull from, there's not a relationship to pull from. Maybe we don't want to read a book yet or we just want to we just want to lean into a place of faith and say, "God, would you give me wisdom for this?" And oftentimes the wisdom that God gives is practical and it's measurable and it's supernatural. It's unique thoughts and unique insights and unique impressions or nudges that are not natural to ourselves. Therefore, we recognize these nudges are what my friend describes as the voice from elsewhere. So we have compassion and we have wisdom. And wisdom and compassion together wants to help other people become powerful. Wisdom and compassion together wants to offer great leadership. Now, I want you to imagine a line going up and down and a line going left to right. So we create, we, we create four quadrants. And, and these are in the handwritten show notes that you can get at lanspain.com. To click podcast on the homepage. Click the link, Ordinary People, Extraordinary Lives, and look for episode 123. But at the top of the line, you have compassion. At the bottom of the line, you have indifference. To the left, you have ignorance. And to the right, you have wisdom. When we have high compassion but low wisdom or ignorance. We have what the Harvard Business Review calls caring avoidance. This is when we let our feelings, what we're feeling with other people, become a barrier to actually taking action. That's a false compassion because true compassion wants to take action. True compassion wants to move through the place of pain, through the place of confusion, through the place of suffering to get to a better place. Caring avoidance is when we have high compassion, but we don't have any wisdom. What we have is ignorance. And so we are not we don't have any trouble feeling what other people are feeling, but those feelings have become a barrier because we simply don't know what to do with them. That's high compassion, low wisdom, caring avoidance. That's in the upper left quadrant. The lower left quadrant is ineffective indifference. This is when you have low wisdom or what we call high ignorance. And you have indifference or no compassion. So you have no compassion and you have no wisdom. This is ineffective indifference. You simply lack interest in and concern for others. The Harvard Business Review article has wonderfully diagrammed this for us. We just don't care about what other people are feeling or what other people are experiencing. This is when... People stop being people and they become projects. They become pawns. They become resources that we simply use to accomplish something without any care for that person or that individual. Ineffective indifference. Now, if you have uh, high wisdom and low compassion, this is called uncaring execution. This is where we put results before people's well-being. We have lots of wisdom, we know what to do, we, we, we know we have unique insight, and we s- certainly have a wisdom from experience or resources or through collaboration or even divine wisdom. So knowing what to do is not the problem. It's that we've simply lost sight of people, where ineffective indifference doesn't get anything done, you, you don't have any wisdom to know what to do, nor do you have any compassion for anybody. Uncaring execution at least has wisdom and knows what to do next. And therefore, you put results before people's well-being. You don't have any compassion. We don't simply care about them. But here's the quadrant we really want to land in today. It's the upper right quadrant. High compassion and high wisdom. This is what the Harvard Business Review article describes as wise compassion. This is when we're getting tough things done in a human way. Getting tough things done in a human way. I love that phrase because I love the word getting. It's accomplishment, forward movement, growth, development, progress, increase, solutions, uh, pruning, wisdom, knowing what's happening. Getting tough things done, I mean, it's hard. It's difficult. These things require effort and wisdom and energy and perseverance and diligence and collaboration and, and compassion, but we're getting them done, and we're getting them done in a way that dignifies everyone's humanity. The people actually benefit while we're getting things done. This is the power, friends, of compassion and wisdom working together in the arena of leadership. My encouragement to you today is to just ponder, maybe ask a couple of your dearest friends or family members or spouse, do you experience me as a compassionate person? If so, what is it that I say, think, or do that causes you to believe that I'm a compassionate person? The second question I would encourage you to reflect upon Ask them of your friends, family members, or spouse is, do you experience me as a wise person? If they say yes, then what do I say, think, or do that makes you believe I'm a wise person? Now, if you notice in those two questions, what I asked I encourage you to ask someone was, do you experience me as compassionate or as wise Experience me, because not to say, do you believe I'm compassionate? Because sometimes our lifestyle is out of alignment from our aspirations and our values. We want to be compassionate. We simply don't behave compassionately. We want to be wise. We believe we're wise, but we continually make unwise decisions. So things are out of alignment. And that's why I'm encouraging you when you ask someone, are you experiencing me as compassionate or wise? And if they say yes, then your behavior, your attitude, the inner inner being, your inner person is harmoniously in alignment with your values and your aspirations and your goals. That is so powerful. The power of compassion and wisdom as a leader. And let me take just a moment to describe to you um, the role of assertiveness. Assertiveness is the fourth option in communication. The previous three options are things we've talked about in our podcast many times. Passive, passive-aggressive, and aggressive. We want to avoid those at all costs. We don't want to behave or communicate like that. We want to be an assertive communicator, you may feel what other feels, and and you may have wisdom to know what to do. You may be a wise, compassionate leader getting tough things done in a human way. There's a point, though, at which you have to communicate these things. You have to give direction. You have to delegate. You you have to have a conversation. You have to ask some questions. You have to give some direction. You need to offer some affirmation. You need to bring some challenge. You actually have to speak. You're going to have to communicate in order to lead effectively with wise wisdom and compassion. And so uh, assertiveness is a way of communicating that respects people, and it respects the boundaries, the healthy boundaries that are needed in workplace relationships, volunteer-based relationships. And so assertiveness as a way of communicating that respects people and their value and their worth and respects the healthy boundaries that are in place— That happens while we stay true to the values, vision, mission, and goals of our leadership. Assertive communication is the way in which you express your wisdom and your compassion. Assertiveness wants clarity, which means we have to prioritize listening and seeking understanding. And assertive communication fundamentally. Wants to help other people and add value to their lives. So let's be wise and compassionate leaders who communicate assertively, not passively, not passive-aggressively, and not aggressively, but we communicate assertively as wise and compassionate leaders. There's a lot in today's podcast that I think you can think about, that you could have some conversations with those closest to you about your leadership, about what's going on in your life and the way you're leading. And I would encourage you to do that because friends, I believe you can be a phenomenal leader when you harness together the power of compassion and wisdom that leads to and experienced through assertiveness. Thanks for listening everybody to ordinary people, extraordinary lives episode 123 wise and compassionate leaders. Hey, you guys stay safe and I can't wait to talk to you again next week.